0: Previously on Throne of Dice. Today we meet our heroes awaiting trial in the larger town of Adilo. The death care events have been attacked more and more frequently. Guards are all dead and the wagons are all destroyed. Athroium was found no longer able to suppress the magic of captives. Our heroes are currently locked in individual cells in the Adilo prison with Athroium cuffs on their wrists. My name's Keisha. I will be your dungeon master for this campaign. Um, my name is Gemma. I have made a tabaxi cleric named Odd Bell. My name is Jackie. I am playing a drow named Fluffles McTavish. Right across from you, Jenna is a is a cell that's occupied by a Kenku. And then I might grab like a little rock and then toss it into the Kenku cell because we've been playing past the rock. The Kenku says, Escape. That's how good escape. Voice. Wait for signal. Ah! We'll understand. Okay, so I know we can't let him go. Maybe we just make him into a slave. It's okay. Well, you're going to Salja and you're gonna be a slave, King Uther will have to figure out what to do with next. Wouldn't it be more interesting to get the guards to arrest a magic cat than a just regular Tabaxi? We already saved one of them. We have to follow the law. They sign your death certificate. Yeah. They they shut the door, and you guys start your journey from Adilo to Salja. Cerelia is a wood elf monk. She's very well known throughout the lands. She is renowned for battle prowess and her service to the king. So this this whole thing is a little odd. Ticca- I- like- looks at you and uh his eyes go wide escape plan uh, understand wait for uh, understand There is something following the caravan along the tree line, but you can't, you're not sure what it is. You can see shadows in the trees. Right along the top of the tree line is a small crow that's following along. Take us to stop you for a second. makes a sound like a chickadee. Then you see the raven that has been gliding alongside you swoop down, land on the back of, of the bench. As they shoot the bird away, you are coming up on the border to Sakarin, and Maikara. The sentries that would be guarding two on one side and two on the other are missing. I don't think this is very safe, we should probably turn around. An arrow flies out of the trees and hits Dasso right in the eye and he goes down. A wood elf comes sneaking through the trees. Tikka comes forward with the shackles and he takes the shackles and Tikka encourages you guys to give your shackles over to him. He touches them. It feels like that the power blocking effects of this metal is leached from them. You guys have your magic back. You guys are in combat so roll initiative for me. I don't know how to do it's that just It's just, just a, a 20 plus your, initi- your initiative bonus. I, I got 21. Um, 19? Yeah, I'm just going to roll initiative first. And in the order is... Jenna. Who what? are our enemies in this? Um, just the guys that are keeping us captive. Well, I would assume that because one of them is helping you and the other one's going after Cerulea, that they're trying to help. Okay. I don't really have any spells prepared that are good for breaking out of things, but, but I can I can use spells. Yeah, you can use spells or you can try and get bluffles out of his spawn. Can I move out of the carriage? Like, is the, the door open? The door's not open yet. Um, It's just not magical anymore. Or it's not magic... Uh, inhibiting anymore. So who am I trying to fight? I might do Inflict Wounds, I think. Okay. Okay. Against who? Is Cirilla? No. or Is there another guard that's around that... Um, Leo is prone on the ground. He's the the kid fighter. Oh, then I will use Command on him. Okay. So Command. You speak a one-word command to the creature you can see within range. Um, The target must succeed on a wisdom-saving throw or follow the command on its next turn. This spell has no effect on the target if uh, it's undead. Or it doesn't understand my language, but for your command, like I can't do anything that would make it in danger. So I'm just gonna point at the the door of the carriage and say open. Okay. And, and okay. so he has to roll a wisdom save, and he okay. the DC is 12. Okay. Roll a nine. So that's your action. Yep, that's my action. Okay, so uh, the next to go up is the guy that just gave you your magic back. He's going to use horn whip on Cerulea. What so, does that do? It's so the thorn whip. You create a long vine light whip fine like whip covered in thorns that lashes out at your command towards a creature in range. Make a melee spell attack against the target. If your attack hits the creature takes one d6 piercing damage and if the creature is larger or smaller, you pull the creature up to ten feet closer to you at higher levels. The spell's damage increases by one d6 when you reach fifth level. Two d6 Okay, so I have to make an attack against Cerulea. Yeah it hits. So um 2, p 6. Okay, um, next in the order... So what just happened? So what happened was, this man turned away from you after uh, taking away the effects of the, um... I The handcuffs. Yeah, and a large thorny whip appears in his hand and he lashes it out at Cerulea and pulls her towards him by 10 feet and she takes a little bit of damage, but, um... She's still really, really healthy and kicking. And like pressed against the bars, apparently. Yeah, like she's now towards the back of the wagon, kind of right next to you guys. And next in the order, I believe... Let me just double check that he doesn't have an extra move. Yeah, so that's that's his move. Uh, next in the order is Jackie. Okay, um, can I do a quick perception check first? Uh yep Roll percent. I have a few questions. Oh it was a critical miss. Never mind. Okay. So um you know nothing and uh <laughs> you are now unaware that you are fighting anybody. <laughs> oh, <no>. You actually <laughs> forgot where you uh, you forgot where you are. Um, okay. Um, would I be able to get my handcuffs off? If you have magic. That if you have I magic, can. I'll do it for you. Unless you I, want to spend your action trying to pick the lock. with. I Jen. will spend my action trying to pick the lock, because I can't really do much else. And Jenna has magic, so... Take the whole of hand. Uh, six plus seven. I don't know if that'll do it. That's a 13. Um, So... You you don't... It, it takes you a really long time to do it, so <laughs> everybody's try, kind of fighting around you. You've completely forgotten that you're even in a fight. That's how long it took you to undo this. <laughs> well, at least that makes sense with my perception check. <laughs> like, you've completely forgotten where you are, and you're trying to undo this lock, and it's taking a lot longer than usual. And, um, yeah, so the next in the order is uh, Cerulea and she is going to attack the guy that attacked her and she is going to attack him with her short sword well that was a critical fail um Uh she goes she goes to swing uh at at the guy that was helping you and uh she like misses and um she actually like she actually slashes her own leg so she'll take damage jesus this is not good for her. She's like, just kind of. Who's this again? Uh, this is supposed to be like the girl that is right hand to the king, and she's just failing. Oh, so she she she's be her She I crit guess. failed, um, which means she took double damage on her own. Um, self. So. and then uh, so she has a second attack, and she's gonna spend one key doing the fury she of blood. Is okay well she 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 crit hits and so she deals double damage yeah well shit she does um 12 damage okay awesome um so next in the order is so she basically what this looks like is she slashed her own leg trying to hit him with a sword gave up (laughs) on the sword and just hit him two times really really hard in the face and now his face is bloody but he's not oh. bloody he's, he's just like she broke his nose he's just so, upset about it it was his favorite feature right yeah next in the order is Tika. Ticka sees this and uh he's pissed cause yo bud, that's my friend and um Tikka hits her back with um his rapier uh that's a crit where fail where did he get a rapier from we'll say the druid passed it through the bars to him that was a crit fail <laughs> <laughs> I could just break his sword. he doesn't need to break his face or anything no, it's just really funny. Yeah, his sword break and um, that's his turn. He he goes to lunge at her and suddenly, just without warning, it kinda hits this bracelet that she's got and it shatters. And uh, he sits there really defeated because that was his favorite rapier. He's super his mother gave it to him for his sixteenth birthday. <laughs> Oddball yeah. like like looks over at him and it's like, I thought you were here to help. <laughs> and and he just looks really dejected because he like he really looked looked to you as a friend and he feels really sad now. Oh. oh I was just he was my friend. He'd know I was just teasing him. So um, obviously i friends. Oh, wait no, is this is this Tika? This is Tika. Yeah. Oh no, then he should definitely know that I'm joking. He says mom sword. Oh, <laughs> <friend>. sorry, buddy. <laughs> Next in the order is Leo so and funny. he runs straight to the door and um Cerulea is yelling at him, like, what are you doing? You're you fool. But he like gets to the door and unlocks it and uncuffs you. And um, what about me? Well, I was already you're, uncuffed. Well, you, you, the door open. Well, you well, kind of told, let, that's all I told him to do. Oh, he, he okay. just opens the door? Okay, yes. he has to open the like the cage door. Yeah, so he un, he goes and opens the cage door. So you guys are so enthralled with what's going on can you roll perception checks for me okay I guess so. um, 15 plus four nineteen. 19 all right jenna 10 so you don't notice this because you're busy with what the, the young boys but because okay. but because well, uh, Fluffles, perception is 14 so but you are in the middle of the fight so you're really not aware of what's going on outside of it because Fluffles has no fucking idea that there's even a fight going on i 19. You start to realize, but you are more concerned by the brown spotted tabaxi that is walking up behind Cerulea. And she's babbling about something, but you can't quite tell what it is. And she takes her claws and slashes at her back. Well, she doesn't hit at all. She just like goes to slash at her and misses. And then Instantly as she say as she does that and misses, she says, Don't don't take my crown, child. Ah and you're just really confused. <laughs> Super confused. <laughs> Super confused. <laughs> you notice that like she also is missing an eye and she just doesn't seem good. entirely there so next in the order is oh, i forgot to plop the guy with the axe um so the guy with the axe i'm gonna pop him in right here because i forgot about him so he's gonna take his his move he's going to attack up with uh he's gonna throw his javelin at her oh that didn't hit at all so it goes flying right past her oh. <laughs> um and he um i'm gonna switch my d20s because this one is so all over the map but yeah so he doesn't hit her at all and um he uh he has an extra attack, I think. Did we see where the axe went? The the javelin goes just flying right past you guys and kind of takes your attention and you notice that he's still there. So he's gonna instead attack her with his great axe. Uh he's gonna come up and attack her with that. And that also misses. Um that's the end of his turn. Sucks to suck. <laughs> so <laughs> he. He slashes this guy in the throat and kills him, and then like cannot hit the monk at all. Oh god! Jenna, it's your turn again. What do I want to do? I don't have any of my weapons. I have my claws. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try command again. Wait, how many people are we fighting? Uh, just Serilia and Leo. The rest all died. Okay, so I'm gonna try command again on Leo. First level spell. So, so yeah, same thing. So he rolls a wisdom save, and okay. the spell save is twelve. Okay. Oh Keisha, uh, he rolled a, a nat twenty. So hey, well, he, I still probably yell run, and then he can do that with that what he will. And I like bare my teeth. I'm like ah, I'm a scary kitty. Ah. He he looks at you, and he's just like what? <laughs> run! No, no. Hey, and then she like her ears like fall down. She's like just go, just go. Like she's trying to be menacing, and then it didn't work. And she's like hey, well just fucking leave anyway. Just leave. Run away. Save yourself. And he just doesn't look impressed at all. He's like. just go. No. And um, so next is uh, is uh, the guy that took the magic things and made them non-magic things or whatever. The guy that you basically this the wood elf that you kind of uh, at this point are assuming that he's a druid. Okay. Um, so he's going to they're gonna they're gonna attack Celia with. Uh, I'm gonna, he's gonna use flame blade on her. Yeah, flame blade. So you evoke a fiery blade in your free hand. The blade is similar in size and shape to a scimitar, and it lasts for the duration. If you let go of the blade, it disappears, but you can evoke the blade again as bonus action. You can use your action to make a melee spell attack with the fiery blade. On a hit, the target takes 3d6 fire damage. The flaming blade sheds light in a 10-foot radius and dim light for an additional 10 feet. At higher levels, when you cast this spell using spell slot of fourth level or higher the damage increases by 1d6 for so every two slot levels above the second yeah this is a second level uh spell from that you kind of glean that he's maybe a lot stronger than you guys okay, okay. so that's oh, what, he doesn't hit yeah. her but he has a sword now a flaming sword he makes a really cool, I'm going to hit you motion, kind of like, oh, uh, he just found out that there are lightsabers. Uh, totally didn't hit her. <laughs> totally didn't hit her at all. It just, like, looked kind of cool. And, it uh, would have been super cool if he hit, but he didn't, so. Yeah, it's basically just like, ah, okay, here's this cool blade that I now have that is on fire. <laughs> so next in the order is... Me, I think. Yeah, it's Jackie. Now, Keisha, I have to ask you this before we go on, because I think we may have done this wrong. Mm -hmm. What time of day is it? It's like close into evening. Okay, so So do I have... It's also like kind of rainy out. Oh, because of your drought, sun suckingness. Yeah. Uh, It it wasn't, it's not a particularly sunny day. It's kind of dark. And uh, when this started, when this battle started, you guys had already been roaming for a day and you, the sun has started to go down anyways and it's been cloudy. So it's not direct sunlight at all. Okay, perfect. Are there, remembering that? (laughs) Any, <laughs> I try. Are there any like dead bodies around me that I could pull a weapon from? No, um, all the dead bodies of what you would, or actually, you are still in the cage, so no. But if you wanted to use your uh, movement action to get to Leo's dad, who's on the ground, you're not sure if he's knocked out or dead, but he's he's probably your best bet. Okay, I'm going to get use my action to get out of the cart and go and search his body for a weapon okay but that's all you can do that's fine can i slip jenna her um little ear thing back on my way sure i okay. uh, ma- actually make make a slight of hand check because she's kind of not occupied on you right now well yeah. you can if you want to but if you don't if you hold on to it like i trust you not to break it so okay well i rolled a 13 and i have a seven so okay so yeah you slip it right back into her hand and she's she's golden. into my hand yeah that'll be a pain yeah sure. uh, <laughs> <laughs> on your way out and Leo just kind of looks at you really really judgmental but it's not his turn so he's not going to do anything yet. Okay. So next is Cerelia and she is going to um, Do I find, find th- any weapons on him? Um, you find What is he again? You find a... find two hand axes and you find a glaive. A what? A glaive. So a glaive has 1d10 slashing damage. It's heavy and two handed. So okay, well, I are... need, need two hands to use it. I mean, I'm cuffed anyway, so... There's then, not much my other hand can be doing. And then the two hand axes, they're 1d6 flashing, but they are light and thrown, and they have a range of 20 to 60 feet. Okay, I'm going to pick up one of the uh, axes. The the can. range were... What is it? Charlie keeps sending it to me. One second, because the range is weird when you look at it. So I just want to clarify. Oops, definitely saved it. Okay, so... So anything from I don't what did you say it's twenty to sixty? Yeah, it's twenty to sixty feet. So anything up to twenty is normal. Like you roll as normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything after twenty is rolled at disadvantage. So it depends on how close she is. So and then sixty feet is the max that you can throw it at, like how yeah. far you can get it, but you're throwing at disadvantage after twenty feet. Yeah. Okay. So uh you guys are the 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 cart stopped when the when everybody started to die. So Simon was only about fifteen. 15- ten or fifteen feet from the cart when it happened and she's still standing on the corner surrounded by a bunch of people trying to kill her. I think the only disadvantage you would have is trying not to hit anybody else. So um so actually I'm- I'll have to have everybody else make a deck save to make sure they don't get hit by the hand axe. So that would be um not odd bell because she's in- you're still in the cart, right? Yeah. I didn't throw it though. I just picked it up. Oh, okay, you you picked it up? Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was your full action anyway, so Yeah well, I don't think I don't think that she'd need to roll disadvantage or like we'd have to roll a deck save at all unless she rolls like a natural, like a, like a crit, like a, like critical fail. Like, well, all she's, she's throwing it through a crowd. Yeah, but she's just rolling to hit someone. So if she's rolling, if she's trying to throw through people or like through a crowd, then they have cover, which would add to their AC. Okay. Yeah, so like a three-quarters cover is like plus two, half cover is plus five, and then full cover, you just can't hit them. Yeah, okay. So they're armor class. All right, well, this makes her extremely hard to hit if you want to try and hit her from where you're standing. Okay. Um, I'm worried about being attacked and not having anything to protect myself. <laughs> there. Okay. Right, so that was your turn. Um, let's... The next person is Cerialia. She's. I hope she actually hits somebody this fucking time. She's gonna. She's gonna go after um, the same guy again, just because like she's got so many people around her. It really doesn't matter at this point. She's gonna go after. Go through it. She's gonna hit him with her short sword. Hopefully she hits this time. Yeah. So she hits 15, and that hits. So she can roll damage. Neat, awesome. Um, next in the order is uh, Tika. Tika uses his light crossbow uh, with a 23, he hits for nine points of damage. So yeah, she just got light like, shot in the in the arm, um, and he's going to action surge and he's going to hit her again, crit 20. Ooh, look can you go? Uh, so 16 points of damage and, uh, she's getting a little worse for wear. Oh, he had a, he had a double attack anyways, so we're going to do it again. So let's just imagine that this is the action surgeon who took his second thing. Okay. So four, four, and she's really not starting to like anything. They're not bloodied, but she's like not feeling she, she's good, hurt. and Tika, as a free action reminds everybody by squawking out the word capture and, uh, Hillier, the druids, calls out, yeah, remember, she's supposed to be captured. Don't kill her. So, yeah, then the next person in the order is Leo, who was really confused at what Oddbell did. He is he. Um, I just, I don't know why he's so confused. And, uh, he, he's kind of torn between trying to deal with what uh, the D'Vaxi just did and what the, uh, what the just did. So he's like, more concerned about his dad's stuff. So he's gonna run up to, um, Fluffles and I want you to make a a strength check. So you're going to roll a d20 and then add your strength modifier, and we're going to do strength contest between the two of them. Why strength? Why can't I jump out of the way? 15. Well, you win, because I got a 14. And uh, so you keep the hand axe. That's minus three. Oh, so um, I win, and I get the hand axe back. So Leah takes the hand axe. Can I pick up the other one? (laughs) uh, You don't have an action yet, so you can do that on your turn. Fuck. Okay. Um, so he has the hand axe now and he is going to try and hit you with it um well, he can go do things well he misses so um <laughs> perfect. So you don't have to worry about that so uh then there's then it's the other tabaxi and she is going to try and use her great axe on uh cerelia again because cerelia's closest that's not gonna hit so she goes for another swing misses and says he's stole my crown I want it back. And, um, she sits down and starts, uh, like, licking her paws. <laughs> and the next in the order is Jenna. Actually, no, it's Rowan. So there, there, that was way too short. I just had my turn. No, All you didn't. The... People died. No, you didn't. Oh. Leo, Leo, uh, came up to you. You didn't have a turn. I know, but I thought my, my turn was soon before his. Anyway. No, um, I, I actually am missing one person, though. So Rowan's gonna slash at, um, uh, at Sorrelia, and you can kind of get... Like nobody really cares about Leo at this point. Oh, still not good enough. So he goes to slash at her and he misses. She le- she definitely like sidesteps him and then he um oh he has Amelia uh, he has a he has a, a advantage so I'm gonna reroll that actually. He, he goes to hit. Yeah, he goes to hit. He misses. She like sidesteps. And anyways, so the next one in the order is Jenna. Um, wait. Okay, so no. So Leo's not in front of me anymore, right? No, he's in front of uh, levels he, wait, who, And uh, you just took the hand. Out. Uh, he tried and he failed. Um, can I like? Is there like sticks on the ground? Um, there's, like, rocks. It's a dirt road. Oh, I was gonna say, if I could find a stick, I'd try and use it as a quarter staff, mm-hmm. But I can't. Okay, so I'm gonna do... Do I think that Leo is gonna attack Fluffles? Well, he just tried to, so... so I, yeah, so I would say, yes, probably. If I look at Fluffles, do I think that Fluffles is well, um, armored? No. Um, No. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on Fluffles. It's a concentration up to 10 minutes. A Shimmering Field appears and surrounds a creature of your choice within range, granting it a plus two bonus to AC for the duration. Cool. Thank you. Okay. Well, welcome. I also want to let you know that all of the people that get murdered today, I'm going to use my cantrip, Spare the dying, to bring back to life. Okay. It just brings them to zero hit points. It doesn't wake them up. Okay. Maybe not all of them, but I'll pick and choose. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah so the next in the order then if jenna's finished is the druid and what's he gonna do he's got so many things that he can do and like like dang he's gonna cast polymorph on cerulea Hi there toddlers, it's your Dungeon Master Keisha here with some announcements and ads and things. Thank you all for listening to the revamped episode of episode 2. We've redone episodes 1 through 5 so that you guys can have a better listening experience and get a better feel for what we've done in the later episodes so you may have realized that we recently became a network and we decided to do this because we have so many ideas for shows and so many concepts that we want to be able to do that we just can't do it all under one podcast so we decided to branch out and that includes a new show called poison dice that is run by the former former dungeon master for nothing but dice justin and he has a team that includes myself Jess, who you will meet in episode three, if you're new to the podcast, and it includes two surprise friends and our other editor, Sam. So give that a listen. It's a really interesting story so far, and we've only done the first episode, and so I'm sure you're going to love it. We have other shows in the works. Those will be determined in a few months. They're all in the building stages, and we're still trying to figure out how to set up the corporate aspect of a podcast network be patient with us we will let you know when we're fully operational of course as always thank you for your support as for jess for those of you that are new jess joins us in episode three she was unable to join us the first day of recording and honestly her introduction into episode uh three actually made the storyline better i enjoy where it went and I love that it gave us new opportunities to explore Azura, it gave us more opportunities to explore uh, Fluffles and Odd belt in relationship to each other. Speaking of exploring relationships, we have a series on our Patreon called After Hours, and it explores the past of the girls before you met them in the campaign. And we really, really work hard on that show, and we really hope that you go and take a listen. For less than an American cup of coffee, you can get access to that, and a new series coming out in the next few weeks called Confessions of a Dungeon Master. And that's where we get to talk to all of our podcasting friends about their nitty gritty little secrets about Dungeon Mastering. Um, So far, we've talked to the Dirty 20, we've talked to One More Quest, and we've talked to Dungeon Tales. And I had such a blast talking to the Dungeon Masters, they're all so fun. If you yourself is a Dungeon Master that's listening to this, please reach out, I'd love to have you on the show. There will be mini versions of those episodes sent out to the Dungeon Masters so you can get a taste of what that show's about, but you want the full version, then you're gonna have to become a patron. The patrons also get access to the episodes for Catalosa two days early. And on higher tiers, you get our mini series like Labyrinth, a new one coming out called Myers Manor, where we actually explore Call of Cthulhu a little bit. Jess is the one running that. And there's more tiers to come as more podcasts come out. So please think about supporting the show and supporting the network so that we can even bring on other friends that we love, that we've heard, and so we can give them our support as well. If you are looking to be a sponsor or an affiliate please reach out i know that we are still figuring some things out before we reach out to some people that have already reached out to us but we are always looking to partner with people so that we can get things on the go because we want to bring you more content and bring you more things that will fill your ear holes with happiness and joy as always thank you so much for your support thank you for listening and please share us with your friends interact with us on twitter or even interact with us on our Discord if you want access to the Discord. Message me on Twitter, message us on Facebook. We're happy to share the link again. Have yourselves a wonderful day, and we will see you shortly on our Christmas special and in episode 11. See you guys. Bye. So um, this spell transforms a creature that you can see within range into a new form. An unwilling creature must make a wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect. The spell has no effect on a shape changer or a creature with zero hit points. The transformation lasts through the duration or until the target drops to zero hit points or dies. The new form can take any beast whose challenge rating is equal to or less than the target's or the target's level if it doesn't have a challenge rating. The target's game statistics, including mental ability scores, are replaced by the statistics of the chosen beast. It retains its alignment and personality. The target assumes the hit points of its new form. When it reverts to its normal form, the creature returns to the number of hit points it had before it transformed. If it reverts as a result of dropping to zero hit points, any excess damage carries over to its normal form. As long as the excess damage doesn't reduce the creature's normal form to its zero hit points, it isn't locked. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so uh, he's gonna cast polymorph, and he's going to turn her into. I have the book on my lap. I don't know why I'm looking for something else. He is going to turn her into a rat. Actually, no, that's a little too small. He's gonna turn her into a mule. Okay, she can pull her weight. <laughs> so I'm gonna roll for him first. do your copy of that. Or that. Looking price could a different one. I'm not gonna go find that one. So um, uh, she lost and uh, she is now a mule. So what he does is he picks up, he, he calls Rowan over, uh, sorry, the um, the guy who slit the guy's throat, he calls him over and they pick up the mule and throw it into the into the cage and shut the door. What a small mule? No, they're just both really strong. <laughs> okay, uh, too. So, Well, yeah. actually one of them is really strong and the other one is like strong enough to help. Not as exciting as, like, a tiny mule, but it'll do. It'll do. So uh, they, like, put it in there, and so she's all locked up now. And uh, the only one left is Leo, who looks around and realizes that he's super outnumbered, and he's just, like, a young human boy who chose the wrong day to be an adventurer. And, um... He, like, falls to the ground crying, like, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me. Please, please, uh, is- I just want to know if my dad's okay, and um... Um, I- can I just look at him and say, like, if he's not, he will be? I mean, go ahead, just like me- Like, yeah, alright. I- I'll say my part- piece in character, and then you go. Okay. And he, he drops to the ground, and he says, please, please don't hurt me! Please, I just want to know if my dad's okay! Are we still in combat order? Or do yeah. I... We fall out of initiative because he's just, like, dropped the pretense that he's going to fight you. I, um, I, like, walk slowly and I have my hands up. And, and I'm he like, kind of, like, recoils because, like, he's he's completely lost grasp of what the situation is and he's terrified. I just look at him and I'm like, if he's not okay, he will be. May I and I like point to him and I like like with my hands, I'm like, can I touch him? And he nods. The the dart's still in his dad's neck and you can tell that his dad was is poisoned and dying. Awesome. I can fix that. Now that you're looking closer. Is he at zero head points? Or course, he um- he's not at zero but he's getting there over time because it was like it was first first dose was like a paralytic and then it also was a poison okay so i'm gonna do so i guess i'll do cure wounds teacher you touch regains a number of hit points equal to eight plus your spell casting ability modifier 1d8 1d8 plus 4 i got a he regains if it'll roll he gets uh 11 hit points back um, he is now at 13 hit points. So, uh, he is now at 13 hit points. And he's stable, but uh, he's still paralyzed. And uh, you, you assume that this is going to last probably for the day. Okay. Um, um, I just look... Do you want me to do like a medicine check? Like, uh, so sure. Like, she got a 13... 13- a 13? Um, so yeah, this this particular paralytic, it'll last about another eight hours, and then he'll be able to move again. Um, okay. But the effects I, of the poison are gone. Okay, I tell him that. I like look him in the eye, and I say, you'll be fine. We're not going to kill you but we are going to leave in eight hours you should be fine just walk it off (laughs) and and uh uh, Leo just thank you so much thank you thank you so much I don't know what I'd do without him he's all I've got left well I don't know hopefully you'll find new job pass and I like and I cast I don't know like is there any who's dead the uh the two lightfoot halflings uh are dead and the barbarian is dead and then Cerulea is a mule I, I got, I was friends with one of the half, well, friends. I mean, one of the halflings was like interested in me or just like curious and a total dick. Leo was the one that was interested in you and not a total dick. Daiso and Belba were, they ignored you the whole time and completely thought you were stupid. Okay, awesome. So I, I just let them me. all. Die. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to spare the dying on them. They can just. And then, um, Ingen, you didn't actually learn his name, but Ingen was the barbarian and, uh, I mean, he was trying to get into Cerulea's pants the whole time, so... She was, he was busy. Not nothing. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, so, um, you're gonna just leave those people dead? Yep, yeah. I, ha- I helped Leo, he was the only one who wasn't a total douche, so... Well, everybody else that wasn't part of the party, so, um, Chica knew that you were, uh, like, were a cleric, but, uh, the rest of them did not, so the barbarian calls out and says, Hey, Kelly, we don't really need your help anymore, looks like we got somebody here that's... Willing to help us. And, uh, you see, um, out of the trees comes this, this dwarf man with a, a scar on his left hand, a long brown mohawk, and a braided beard and green eyes. You can tell he's a mountain dwarf. And he, he calls back to the, to the barbarian and says, Ah, shit. We've been picking up a lot of clerics lately. Hey, might not, might not even need a job anymore. And, uh, the barbarian says, I yeah, I'm uninterested in any regular job don't worry i won't take your job well okay okay well uh let's see what you say when you when you meet the people that want to meet you rowan calls or the, the barbarian calls back and he's like kelly you make it sound like a cult and kelly says well hi. isn't it and so um the barbarian comes up to you and he like he, he stretches out a hand and he says um hi i'm uh, i'm rowan thornblack i'm uh here to help. This is the tiefling that, uh, that slipped, uh, the barbarian's throat. Uh, I, am sure you, i sure you know Tika. He's been, um, here with you. He's actually one of us. He got captured on purpose. <laughs> he was totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Tika Tika pipes up. and He says, not drunk. <laughs> Acting. And, uh, then, then you notice the, the, uh, other tabaxi is like asleep on the ground. Um. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, Rowan just kind of like turns around after he hears her snore a little bit, and uh, he's like, "Rudy, wake up!" And she wakes to the star and says, "What's the what's the goblins doing now?" she <laughs> <laughs> says, "Rudy, the goblins were two days ago. No, they got my crown. Sorry, Rudy. <laughs> she she's been cursed to hallucinate things. I won't let her. God, she's, she's, she's oh, no. somewhat aware half the time, but she's she's um." She's kind of. She's looking for goblins. She's looking for goblins, <laughs> and she's. She touched this tiara once, and it was. A, the curse was part of the tiara. and Now she's obsessed with finding it. But she'll. She'll remember this fight about two days later when we're fighting something else, probably. Then you. Then you see the uh, the druid come up to you and he says, "Hi, my name is." Uh... Yeah, or am I standing away from all of this and they're just all going up to Oddball? Depends. Uh, are you, did, did you stay away? Did you join the group when, uh, the fighting ended or let's say I joined the group. <laughs> All right. So the, the druid comes up and he says, hi, my name's Hillier. I, I'm pleased to meet you guys. Uh, let's get out of the middle of this path. There's, there's enough bloodshed and we don't want to get caught out here. Uh, there's only so much that I can help with in regards to the, the metal that they use. So, uh, would you got, do you guys want to come with us? I mean, it's kind of dangerous in the wilderness alone and it's too dangerous to be in the middle of these kingdoms. Sure, let's go with them. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. plan that they, they've hatched is that they're going to keep Cerelia in the um in the cage and you guys are going to take... Uh, you guys are going to leave the dead behind and you're going to leave Simon and Leo behind. And you guys are going to just go walking through the woods together. You guys learned that on this trip that they are part of an order that is aimed at trying to fix the, the whole issue between magical cool. and non-magical reasons. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're trying to protect those that don't deserve to die, and they're trying to um, set right the wrongs of the past. You guys set up camp by the river just, like, about a mile in, and uh, do you guys have anything to say? That's what Sorelly is back to being, like, a human, but she's caged, and you guys have a little bit of time to just get to know these characters. Um, I think I'd probably just go hang out with her and see where she's at, and, like, um, I, th- I think i'd probably be like so how's it going with who with cerelia okay just like, like, see where, like what's her deal she looks at she you like, so we... looks at with disdain she looks at me with disdain that's rude yeah she's uh, yeah. i'd probably look at her and be like i'd probably just be like hey so i uh i was like did you finish did you watch the rest of the fight <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did what's your deal? What's your point? Oh, with your with your donkey face. Yes, um, I just wanted to ask you. Did you see me not kill your uh, your dude there? See Behind. What are you, what are you trying to achieve? I show you that not uh, not everyone's a bad person because they're different than you. I don't know if you realize this, but it doesn't matter. It's still illegal. When the different are the only ones standing between you and your life, you're going to really regret saying that. I can take care of myself. And she kind of like turns away from you with like a little, little hair flip and she like looks the other way. Like, like a child. And then like while she does that, I like just kind of calls her and be like, well, suit yourself, donkey face. And I walk away. And you hear uh, like Rudy caught that from the fire and she just tackles. <laughs> Sucks the <laughs> dick. And, uh, Kelly, who is the dwarf cleric that, uh, came out at the end of the fight because he was, he was just standing by as medic. That's why he didn't get into it. He comes up to you and he says, so, uh, so uh, where, where did you learn how to do cleric stuff? I don't know. What uh, do you mean? Where do you all cleric? Like my, I, know. Uh, I, uh, I have a God and follow my God and they give me power and I use it to heal people that deserve it. Uh, see, I, uh, I learned from my cousin, because <laughs> I, I grew up out here, uh, and uh, he says so. I, I learned from my cousin. I lived out in the, in the ruins just outside of the the lands of Jerome. And until so we were ransacked, of course. But of course, uh, as we do. I'm uh, I'm practicing under the the guy the guidance of boldray Which god are you uh, are you worshipping? I like flick my ear with my with my ruin inscribed bones that are crisscrossed and I was like can you tell? oh uh you're uh oh I, I see you're uh you're one of the followers of the Traveler and uh you notice that uh he's wearing he's wearing a pendant around his neck and on a leather chain and it's in the shape of a flame and okay. do I know what that is? should I do uh, do you want me to do a religion check? Well, uh, he's. This is his own symbol that he fashioned, um, being a mountain dwarf, and he tells you this that he fashioned it himself, and it's his talisman for Boldrey. Do you want to do a, a religion check on her, or do you just know? Uh, I got fourteen. Uh, she's the goddess of community and home, and she's like, ah, a symbol of life. So you can tell that he's probably a life cleric, and that he's um, he, he's he's probably just a really good person that enjoys like helping people. Yeah. So so. Is there anything you would like to ask him or talk to him about? Or? I don't know. I'm going to be like, so who are these people and why are we, why did you save us? Well, like, why are you looking for us in particular? What makes us so cool? I mean, I already know, but I want to know what you know. We've been uh, doing this for a few years now, just in- infiltrating their caravans and breaking people out. We- we've been trying to build up numbers so that, when we have them we can maybe change the way people think it's been difficult it's not really fair honestly how how do they get to have these beautiful kingdoms and we have to live in the horrid hell holes of the wilderness trying to fight our like live our lives while being you sound attacked bitter, by my friend i'm i'm a little bitter i think that the way they act is not very fair or he's a uh, dwarf right kisha yeah. So you so, kind of tell there's something else that happens. Um, he's just not willing to talk about it. Can I ask another question? Yeah. So why aren't you just in Jerome where all the dwarves are that like being dwarves and are treated well? well? I was there. I actually used to work for the king. Noted. And uh, you kind of remember rumors from a few years ago about a dwarf being disgraced from his cleric title and being banished. This was not common. The, this was a big deal if any of the clerics or monks were disgraced and thrown out. They didn't necessarily get murdered but they were banished and if they were found on on a, one of the in, the, in the kingdoms again, they would be murdered on site, no matter what kingdom they were in. You, you can kind of tell, um, he gets really awkward and he doesn't look like he wants to say any more about it. He gives you a, a little smile and says well, um, I should start getting the food ready for dinner so uh, I'm going to go off, and I'm going to go start hunting. Let's let's hope I find a deer instead of something like a beholder. Any chuckles? And he um, he calls Tika to him, and they go off and they they start hunting. Fluffles, what do you do? I'm going to go up to Rowan and try to get information out of him. Okay, what do you want to say to Rowan? So, oh, uh, where are we going? So we're we're headed to uh, we're headed to the main campus of our organization. But does this place have a name? Well, you'll we're, we work for an organization called the Order of Fallen, and um, it's just the main campus. We didn't give it a special. But how did you know we were going to be coming down here at this time? How did you know to come save us? Well, I have a, I have a raven, and his name is um, Drew Meir. He's the one that saw you guys and talked to Tikka. He's, uh, he's relaying things back and forth between Tikka and us for a while now. Okay. Are you the one that's in charge here, or do you answer to someone else? Well, on missions I'm in charge, and and, uh, we, we, well, I'm the leader on these outings. I'm I'm the one that they run point with, Uh, but we all answer to Flostian. Flostian's the, I think you would call it a headmaster if this was a university of sorts, but... but I mean, it kind of is. We teach people how to harness their magic and control it better, and get them ready to fight really yeah exactly are you going to be fighting well i mean there's two there's two main bad guys i guess so who who are you talking which main bad guys what do you mean there's just society as a whole our actual first well, I probably shouldn't tell you this but our um we're slowly changing the minds of people in jerome and our hope is if we can get the king on our side we can and get enough of our people together we can at least take over lavalyn or Mykara, so that there's more of a fighting chance and help the things that happened with helstora 200 years ago don't just happen all over again fair enough Well, sir that's quite the ambitious plan you got there well Good, good for you guys. But, uh, how much longer well, have we got till we get there now? Well, it's about another two days. We're gonna go through um, Nophtrit Gorge, and then we're gonna probably camp in the in the ruins near Jora and uh, and Nordapple. But uh, then we're then we're gonna make our way up there through the mountains, and it'll be about another two days till we get there. Okay. So um, you're an assassin. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, not exactly a glamorous job, but you get paid, so you do what you can. Fair enough. What side of the coin are you working on? Assassins I get hired glory? Well, nothing more glorious than fixing the wrongs of evil right yeah that, that's true isn't it that's very glorious so should i trust you enough to bring you there or shall we part ways i really just want to know that i'm safe okay well that we can do i don't really care is there anything else you want to ask rowan before no just good chat Awesome. So uh Kelly and Tika come back with a couple rabbits. It's not necessarily the most food you guys have ever had. Um you guys have to be a little bit sparse with it, but I mean unless they want to venture off and find something crazy to to try and kill all two of them, they just keep it pretty close to the camp. And you guys have a pretty quiet night. And then the morning everything seems pretty uneventful. And you guys start your journey towards and through Nopthrit Gorge. And Nopthrit Gorge, if you look at the map, is placed between those southernmost mountains and the mountains just above them. If that doesn't make sense, I can try and screen share with you guys. So, if you guys can see, this is where Nopthrit Gorge is, where the cursor's going through. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, so you guys were camped right about here. Okay, you guys made your way across the river and you guys are going through Knopfrit Gorge. And it's kind of, the walls are high on each side of it. It's a very rocky place. Um, There's a little bit of a stream, but it wasn't like big enough to warrant putting on the map. It's just, there's a little bit of a stream running through there. You've seen a couple mountain boats and stuff, but you guys are quite uh, quite alone here. And as, as you get towards the middle of it, you, uh, you start to hear something kind of scratching along the rocks behind you. Uh, make a perception check. All of us? Yeah, 19. 19? Jenna? Uh, I got 22. Awesome. You both are completely aware that there is this thing behind you, and um, it's shaded in the gorge, so uh, you are not at a disadvantage, Jackie. But you guys, you hear the sound of wings ruffling against a scaly body. You turn around, because the rest of the party hasn't quite realized that there's something behind them, and you see coming around the bend... A hideous hybrid of lizard, bird, and bat, oh, dear Lord. you are aware that this, this, like, semi-large bird thing is a cockatrice, and, uh, roll for initiative. Uh. 19. Oh, wait, what's my initiative? 10. Oh, yeah. It's just a 20 plus your dexterity modifier right okay 26. okay okay what'd well, you get just, uh, just rolling for the 15. i got a i got a 10. okay oh shit yeah it's all you buddy it's all you i can do like fuck all unless i have my gear or i can yeah, I know. We get situation. our gear back did we find gear did they bring gear when they rescued us that's a good question like can somebody Like toss me at least a rapier or something. Did we take a short rest or a long rest? Did anyone actually bring us gear? Because we're both basically useless. You stopped for the night, so that's a long rest. So long rest, and we're back to full hit points. Yep. Oh. Okay. So I'm back up to three spell slots. Okay. You guys are back to full health spell slots, and you guys are still fairly useless. No, uh, so Jackie, they gave you a rapier and a light crossbow. And Jenna, they they gave you a scimitar. This is just what they had. You can assume that once you get to the place that they'll have the ability for you to get whatever things That you had on your sheet before. So they had a star for you and they have a short sword for you. Can I like rip a big branch out of a tree or find one on the floor that's like my height and just use it as a quarter staff? It's a quarter staff. A quarter staff just a stick. Okay, then go, go for, it. for it. So awesome. I'll use a quarter staff because I already have that in my character sheet. all right so Jackie, what was your. uh What was your initiative roll? My initiative roll was 26. And Jenna's was... uh, Yeah, mine sucks. There's a surprise round, so you'll get to go before Rowan does. At least once, and then he'll go first after that. I'm just rolling the rest of them. So, Lawfuls, what will you do? Okay, so this character... Obviously, it's like me and doing a bit better in the dark, right? It is. It has dark vision. Yes. Okay. Now, and it's probably locked onto all of us, right? It, it, it is uh, wanting to kill something. Yes. And the rest of them still haven't seen this? The rest of them have not seen it, but you and Odd have. Okay. Um, I'm going to yell out behind you. And then I'm going to shoot it with my shoulder bow. Okay, um, make an attack roll? 17. Is that with anything? Huh? I said, uh, is that with anything? So it's their strength modifier plus their proficiency bonus. So minus three. Okay, so that's 16. So it's minus three plus two. (laughs) (laughs) You still still hit, so um, roll damage. Okay, and that's a d6? I think so. Arrows generally have a 1d6 piercing at 80 feet yes. to max 320. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so this is, this is about six, this is about, uh, uh, 50 feet from you. Okay. So you don't have to roll disadvantage, and it's 1d6 piercing. Perfect. So I rolled a six. Okay, um, dang. It's good for a shortfall. It's the best you can do. Um oh, awesome. Okay, so the next thing is the cockatrice and it is um it is gonna fly forward forty feet, but it's still like ten feet away from you. And it's gonna roar. Now oh, it's ten feet away. Then there's uh the next one is pillier. Actually no, because it's a surprise round. You may have rolled you may have yelled that, but um it's it still they gotta... still have to like turn around and oh my god, what's that? Yeah, so the next one actually is oddball. The next one's me? Yeah. So I'm just fighting a flying lizard flying lizard bird. But is it any near? <laughs> It's ten feet away from you. Depends. Where were you in relation to the caravan? Because everybody else was up at the front. So like, I don't know. I'd probably be up at the front with everybody else, I'd imagine. Or maybe, like, close to them, looking for a stick. I don't know. And Fluffles, where were you? I was with Rowan still. I probably didn't go too far past him. Okay, so everybody is just, like, kind of up at the front. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's ten feet away from you guys. So, it's, like, at the back of the caravan. Okay, can I get to it in 60 feet. It's 10 feet from you. Oh, it's 10 feet from me? Okay, then I'm gonna move forward and just punch it in the face with a stick. I'm gonna do okay. two handed quarter staff. Did eleven hit. It did? Yep. Nice. Okay, um one d eight plus one. Okay. One D eight plus one. Four. Okay. Awesome. Next is um next is fluffles again. Because now it's back to regular round. And so he's taken ten damage now. He's taken a bit of damage. Okay, and how's he looking? Like still just angry and annoyed, or yeah, he's got a couple cuts, but he's fine. Like he's got the one arrow sticking out of him, and then he's kind of he's been bruised by the. And is he off the ground or? He's on the ground. He just flew up to you. He's not like hovering there. He's just. Can you guys make another perception check? Yeah. 19 again. I got a 21. 19 and a 21. You both see, and uh, not the party, you two see a second cockatrice walking down the side of the wall to the right, and another one, a third one, coming down the wall to your left. And now there are three of them.